Have you ever built a product for your business, launched it, and then got like zero sales and you feel like giving up? Is there something you're missing or are you just not cut out for this? Let's discuss. Welcome to episode 47 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran, pumped to hang out with you today. We're going to talk about selling products and making sure that these things are virtually guaranteed to sell so we don't set ourselves up for failure and frustration. I've got a real life story for you, some bullet point actionable tasks I think will help you. And I want to give you my method for how I develop products and think about products. Now, before we do that, if you are brand new to building a business, I want you to listen to this episode, yes, but I also want to give you something that should be homework after this episode. It's my passive income workshop. I've got an entire 45-minute training where I break down for you the four key components to building an automatic income stream of $1,000 a month in just 30 minutes a day. This is hard teaching. I walk you through what the components are, how they fit together, how to figure out your profitable idea, how to find people to sell to, how to know what to sell to them, what tools and techniques I'm using, even some templates that you can just straight take and build your entire email funnel off of. There's some really, really cool stuff in there. And it shows you the model that I use for both of my businesses to not just sell stuff, but sell it passively so that you're not tied to your work. You do some work, yes, but you make money while you're not working and that income is scalable and not capped. It's not fixed to how many hours you work. It's absolutely free. I want you to watch it. It's super helpful and very practical. If you haven't watched it yet, you need to understand this because it will make everything else I'm talking about during these episodes a lot more clear. Is that what I was trying to say? Sure. Go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop. I'm going to put the link below here in the video if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening, just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop, and then you can enter your email there and get access to this private training that I don't post anywhere else. I want you to have it, and I want you to watch it, and I want you to implement it because that's when you're going to see results. Now, let's talk about products. Let's talk about making products that will sell. Because I think one of the worst things that can happen is you spend a lot of effort and time and energy, maybe money, on building something. It doesn't sell. And you're like, now what? One of my students, Stephanie, uh, she emailed me this. My product has still not even sold one unit. It sucks. It's been almost two months She goes on to say she's posting on Instagram <clears throat> regularly. She's briefly advertised through Facebook uh, with ads. I thought I'd have at least one sale by now, but nothing. She asks about whether she should take her product down, launch it in a new format. She's starting back up on YouTube. She's brand new to this in terms of going online, <clears throat> and she's really frustrated. And... That, that, that kind of stuff breaks my heart because I know what that feels like. I've launched stuff that hasn't sold or sold well at all, um, especially if you're brand new. If you haven't had a taste of that working, it's really discouraging to launch something 
two months now, not even sell a single copy. And Stephanie knows what she's doing. She's really sharp. The question is, why didn't it sell for Stephanie? And there's a million reasons why. I know a little bit more about her um, her background or her a little more context to what's going on in her world. Um, the short answer is, in her case, and this is what I told her, is she was selling before she really had an audience. Before she really had an audience. Now, what's interesting is when you come online, you're most interested in selling stuff, which means you're probably most interested in building a product. And if you've caught the buzz, you're interested in a digital product, could be an online course, could be a membership site, could be digital coaching. But either way, you're excited about the thing that you're going to sell because it's going to make money in your pocket. You've heard people like me, hopefully I've been a little more truthful than others, but you'll hear people say, oh, all you got to do is make a product and then people will buy it and it's passive and like you can sell unlimited copies and money comes in while you sleep. And while those things are true for me, there's some things missing in that little brief formula. Um, and I'm going to fill in the gaps for you in today's episode. Uh, there's three reasons real quick why selling before you have an audience doesn't work because that's what's happening in a lot of people's cases. You need the audience first. You need the audience first. You can't just jump to product building. You can't just jump to um, sales copy. You can't just jump to webinars and tripwire products and Facebook ads. Like what you need is an audience. I think one of the first things I ever said when I launched this brand um, was with an audience, anything is possible. But without an audience, nothing is possible. You can say it the other way around. Without an audience, nothing is possible. But with an audience, anything is possible. The audience is the asset. The audience is the thing, the thing you need. The people that you are serving become your most valuable asset. Not you and your product idea, not your funnel, not your Facebook ad strategy. You need people, the right people, loyal people. So here's three reasons why trying to sell or create a product before you have those people doesn't work. Number one, and these might sound obvious, but think about it for a second because we do this. Number one reason why selling before you have an audience doesn't work is you don't know who you are selling to. Now you might have a general idea, but you don't know these people intimately. You don't know their deepest, darkest fear. You don't know the nuances of their biggest desire or dream or hope. You might know from a distance, but you don't know intimately. Jay Abraham, who is a brilliant salesman and entrepreneur, basically says that the businesses and brands that can best articulate their customers' problems to them are the ones that will win. If I know you so intimately that I can tell you what your problem is on a very deep, specific level, and you're like, oh my gosh, he knows me, I'm going to win because you're going to buy from me over someone else that has a general idea of your problem. The more specific you can be, the more connection you have with that audience, the more they will trust you because they understand that you know them and understand them. They're going to buy from you. And... That doesn't come from just building a product and trying to run some ads to it. That comes from deeply knowing an audience. So you don't know who you're selling to if you haven't built an audience. Number two reason why selling before an audience, you have an audience doesn't work, is you don't know what they want most. So you don't know who they are truly, 
and you don't know what they want most. Again, at a glance, you might know what they want, but you don't know what they want most. I will talk about this in depth as we go, but I've been figuring that out with this brand over the last two years. So I've been running the recording revolution for over 10 years. I know that audience very well. But with this brand, when I started, I had an idea. But over time, through audience building, I started to refine and crystallize, get a better picture of who my audience truly is, what they really want. Do they really just want to make a million dollars? Do they really just want to make $100,000 a year? Do they really just want passive income? What is it they really want? I have found, in my case, a lot of my audience put a high value on family, both men and women. It's cool. I have more women following me on this brand than I do on the Recording Revolution, at least when I look at the stats, um, which is cool because there are some women in the music space that want to learn how to record music, but it, and it's growing, but it's always small. There's more women, so that means there's a lot more um, moms um, who see the need for a online business and a passive income style business because it would be the perfect fit for their actual life where they're taking care of little kids at home or they homeschool um, or they already work a part-time job and they don't have time to build something full-time and, and work 40 hours a week at it. So I see a lot more moms um, than I do on the recording revolution side of things, but it's not just the moms, it's the dads. And I've heard a lot more men opening up to me, which I really find encouraging men who value their families and value um, spending time with their kids who, if, if they want money, what they really want more than the money or the success in their business is the opportunity to have a life that allows them to take their kids to school, pick them up from school, be home for dinner every night, have the weekends off without having to work, be able to take more vacation. Um, it's not really about the money. It's about the flexibility to be with their family. Time is short and family is the most important thing. So that's been pretty cool to see that the longer I've known my audience, I'm realizing what they really want most is that life of freedom and flexibility that an online business can't afford them. Number three, last reason why selling before you have an audience doesn't work is you don't have people to help you co-create your products. We'll get into that in a second. But the cool thing is if you do this right, you don't create your products in isolation. You create them in a sense with your audience, which A, helps you take the pressure off and B, helps you know that these products will probably sell because they were kind of secretly, covertly co-created by the people you're trying to sell them to. Okay, so step number one, if you just wanna have a blanket step to creating products that virtually are guaranteed to sell is don't sell before you have an audience. It just, you, it's, real, it's really hard. It's just like throwing darts in the dark. Like you really don't know. Um, let's break down what I think is the best method for creating products that are virtually guaranteed to sell. I'm gonna give you a few different steps here. Here's how I think about product creation. And when I'm talking about products, I'm specifically talking about online courses, membership sites, the things that I build and sell and have for over 10 years and teach you to do here on this channel. Step one is it starts with having conversations online. So jump in Facebook groups around your topic or niche, um, jump in forums or Reddit, 
and subreddits around your topic or niche. Um, and interact with people. You can lurk for a bit, but also interact and see if your niche is active and if people care. If people care about what you're talking about. One clue that people care is if there are Facebook groups dedicated to that topic. That's a really good sign. Um, but jump in those communities and see what people are talking about. If you're already living and breathing this stuff, you probably already know. For example, when I started the recording revolution, the topic is how to help musicians record music. So it's like home recording and all that kind of stuff. I knew that the niche was active and people cared because I was already in that niche as a consumer, as a hobbyist, well, as a professional also. I just had always been fascinated with recording and I went to school for it and I was doing it freelance, um, worked in a studio for a while. It was I was in those forums. They didn't have Facebook groups at the time, but I was online in all the places where those people were. So I knew that this was an active, vibrant community. But if you're brand new and you're like, hey, maybe I'm really good at um, I'm really good at cooking and I want to know, and specifically I'm really good at cooking, you know, keto recipes or paleo recipes or plant-based or whatever. And I'm not sure if this is an active niche. Well, the answer is it is, right? But if you weren't sure, this is where you start to do some basic research and don't let the word research scare you off because I hate the word research and I hated research papers. And I'm just more of like a wing it kind of guy when it came to school projects and like papers. And I don't like to sit up all night and like cite my sword. Like I don't, I don't like researching. I'm too impatient for that. So don't let that slow you down. But point is you have to know that people care. Traditional entrepreneurs would never dream of starting a business that nobody cared about, right? In fact, they would look in the world and look for where people cared, look for problems that were, weren't being solved, look for um, advances that they could make in, in gaps in the marketplace and solve things and make things better. So they wouldn't build anything until they knew that people cared, right? Um, but a lot of times, for whatever reason, in this information product space, we're so um, enamored by the idea of passive income. We're so enamored by the idea of online business and um, all that kind of stuff that we don't we, we don't even care if the topic or niche is going to be a good one. We just want to pick one and start going. That's really, really a dumb idea. Um, I just want to make sure before you build anything, even for free, that this is a topic or a niche that has people that are active in it and they care about it. I'm probably sure that there is a niche for you in a, an active group, an active community, but you need to know for sure. And you need to sort of validate that idea loosely on a generic level, right? Step two from that is to focus in on a certain group of people to help and be clear about what you will help them with. So again, if you're going back to the cooking, healthy meals, plant-based meals, let's say, that, that's a general view of like, okay, I, I'm good at cooking. I like plant-based and I want to help people with that. But can you get more specific? Can you get more clear? Who are you going to help? All people? Are you just going to help working moms? Are you going to help athletes who want to move to plant-based? Like this could go in a lot of different directions. Is it going to be male-focused, female-focused? That's going to determine sort of the flow and style of your writing, of your videos, of your website. Um, is it for families, busy families that don't believe they love plant-based as a concept, but they feel like it's only for single people that have time to cook? Like, I don't know. Who are you going to help more specifically? And even more specifically, what are you going to help them with? What are you going to help them with? Is it you're just going to help them have 
recipe ideas? Are you going to help them um, improve their health? Are you going to help them lose weight? Like, what are you going to help them with? So you'll know this more, again, by interacting in those Facebook groups, in those communities, in those subreddits, just figuring out, you know what, I really want to do this in general, but here's where I feel like I could really help people because I'm that person or I have this unique experience. For example, and I mentioned my brother-in-law, Will, a few episodes ago, but he he's a fitness instructor, personal trainer background, but he has an, a contextual background with back pain and fighting back pain and like avoiding surgery and figuring out ways to strengthen his back while wanting to exercise. And so that's his personal experience with his training. He kind of blended them together. He's like, I'm going to go all in on helping people with their fitness um, and health for people who have back pain. And so that's very clear. He's like taken fitness at large and narrowed it down to a specific group of people and specific things he's helping them with, right? Then, so this is, both of those are research related. Then we move on to creating regular free content. I, I see, literally I see Facebook ads and I understand the positioning. You gotta do your, your thing. You gotta buy into your thing that you believe in. But I literally see Facebook ads that are run and they show up in my feed of people making fun of blogging and creating content. They're like, are you still blogging? Are you still making videos? You still trying to do a podcast? Like none of that works. Here's how to make clients and how to make money without doing any content. And that's the angle they've taken. And if it helps their positioning and if it helps their method and, and they can get you results, then it makes sense to go all in on making fun of people like me. I make fun of people like them all the time. But man, they're wrong. <laughs> Blogging is not dead. Content is not dead. Content is the future because everyone's going to be making it. If you don't make it, you will lose out. You need to have content. When someone searches your topic, you better be there. If you're not there, what are you doing? And the way you get there is you start creating content. Now, don't be fatalistic. Don't say, oh, but Graham, there's too much content. Oh, Graham, it was easier 10 years ago when you started. Now it's so crowded. None of that has any bearing on whether you should make content or not. It's just an excuse because the, the truth remains, if you don't have any content, no one will find you. No one will see your credibility and authority on the subject. No one will opt in to your email list, hear about your products, or buy your stuff. You cannot just make a website and just expect people to find it. You cannot just run ads and expect people to buy your stuff. It's not a long-term strategy. It's one that requires ongoing maintenance and changing as the algorithms change and ongoing money. You have to feed the machine with money. And that's not an, an arm or a leg that you want to build your chair on. It can be one of many if you want to infuse that into it. I'm not opposed to that. But the engine that will drive your online business now and into the future until the internet dies, if that ever happens, is content. Why? Because that's human nature. We don't go to Facebook and say, how do I do X, Y, and Z? We go to Google or YouTube. You better show up there. You better show up there. You don't need to have the most content or the best content or the biggest audience to have one or two or three of your articles or videos land and stick and feed you a ton of leads. My brother-in-law, Will, since we were just talking about him, he's got one article or two that he wrote on fusions. If you've had a fusion on your discs, right? If you've gone through that surgery, he has a whole article on like how to start to work out and train 
in light of having a fusion. That one article accounts for a large, large percentage. I don't know what it is currently of his web traffic. It just stuck. It just stuck. And he's got tons of great articles, tons, tons of videos, but he gets a huge disproportionate chunk of traffic, which leads to email list subscribers, which leads to customers who buy his products through this fusion article or series of articles. Had he not done that article, he'd be missing out on a lot of traffic. You don't need all of your blog posts or all of your videos to stick. On this brand, I've got a video on LLCs and sole proprietors. Which one's better for your business? And I talk about the tax advantages of each and when it makes sense to have an LLC and an S-corp and all that kind of stuff. That's not a topic that I care a ton about. It is an important topic. It's a question I get a lot. That's why it was one of the videos in my list to make and I made it for whatever reason the YouTube gods and people really wanting to know that video gets suggested a ton when people type in LLCs or sole proprietors. That video sends me disproportionate traffic compared to a lot of other videos. Don't know why, it just does. But thank goodness I made that video and the few other ones that are sending me a lot of traffic because without them, I wouldn't have a lot of traffic. I don't know and you don't know which ones are really gonna work and stick. That's why you gotta make a lot. You have to commit to regular free content. And you can't say, Graham, I've been blogging for two months. I said this last week, I've been blogging for two months. It's not working. That's not how it works, my friend. You have to be in it for the long haul. You have to play the game. You have to play the game. 80-20 rule will tell us that 20% of what you put out is really going to stick and 80% is going to fall on deaf ears. If that's the case, then you got to put out a lot of content so that your 20% grows and grows and grows. You can't bank on all of your content doing well. It's not going to all do well. That's not the point. The point is to create a large body of work and hope that a small percentage of it sticks. All right, step four, after you're creating regular free content, you need to begin building an audience and engaging with them regularly to refine your message and learn who they are and what they truly want. So this is where another place where people get stuck. Notice we haven't built a single product yet. That's very intentional. This is taking quite some time to get to the product building part because most people do it backwards. They build a product without an audience in the dark and they wonder why it doesn't sell. We don't ever start with the product. We start with the audience. But here's where another another group of people get lost. They say, Graham, I researched, check. I figured out who I'm gonna help specifically and what I'm gonna help them with, check. I've started committing to creating regular free content, check. And I've been blogging for years. Nothing. Okay. If that's the case, I typically want to ask them, have you gone beyond just one-way conversation? Like, here's my video. Here's my podcast. Here's my article. Blasting it out. It's not working, Graham. Not getting anything in return. Have you invited people in for a dialogue? Have you engaged the people that you are communicating with isn't the nature of the word to communicate, that it's two-way. I understand the nature of our content is one way by nature. I'm putting out this, this episode right now and you're consuming it after the fact, but we can still interact. You can leave comments below the video on YouTube. You can email me. You can leave comments on the blog post version. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts and all of that stuff. And I read that stuff. And if you're new to this, you should read that stuff. You should 
pay attention to what people are saying. You should invite conversation by having a call to action at the end of your videos, inviting them to answer a specific question, to challenge what you think. Do you disagree with me? Let me know in the comments. What have you found to be the biggest asset to building products that are virtually guaranteed to sell? Let me know in a comment below. Like asking a leading, relevant, specific question to invite conversation. I know it's awkward when nobody's commenting. I know it's awkward when nobody comments after you start asking them to comment, but you don't just say, well, nobody commented and I asked them once or twice or five times. You gotta start training your audience to be two-way. If you've been one-way for three years, just blogging, blogging, publish, publish, walk away, crickets. If that's, you've trained your, your audience to expect a one-way conversation. And so that, that's all they're doing is just doing what you've trained them to do. So you're gonna have to train them to do something else, which is to engage. And it's awkward and hard at first, but it's worth it because you need to hear from them one way or another, however you wanna hear from them. If you, if you want them to DM you on Instagram, tell them that. If you want them to leave a comment below the video, tell them that. Whatever you want, how, whatever method you want, if you want them to email you, tell them that. But you need to engage with them so that you can take what you were pretty much on track with, like, yeah, I think this is an active niche. I think I know what I'm gonna help people with. I've got ideas for content. You need to know what of your content is truly resonating. Not just by likes and views, but like, what are people saying? And how can you use that feedback to better serve them, better create new content and clarify and refine your message so you know, man, I thought I was gonna be helping mostly women, but there's a lot of men that are following me and they have very interesting questions that, that, that's helpful to know that would affect the way you interact with them and create future content. So it's this beautiful dance where you create, they respond, that affects what you create and how you respond to that, and then they respond to that. And over time, this back and forth, this beautiful dance allows you to refine your content and better understand your audience over time. I found with the recording revolution that over time I was starting to get away from teaching about the basics of audio recording and the basics of what equipment you need. And I started to get into more advanced tips and tricks, like weird little niche tricks that were cool that no one's ever talked about. And I found myself as a content creator doing that because I thought, well, I've already covered all the basics. I need to talk about something new or else people won't like it. And I found a, from smarter people telling me, and then just sort of seeing the response. I found that my engagement was going down and down and down. And then every time I would come back and do a basics video, like a foundational video on a topic I've probably covered a million times, but in maybe a fresh new way, engagement soared, likes soared, feedback soared. And I realized, and it's not just from beginners. I also started to hear from some of the guys that follow me for whatever reason, who have Grammys, who are big name producers, who just like my channel would be like, Graham, I love your stuff when you go back to the basics because it reminds me to not get away from what truly works and it grounds me and it wakes me up. So thank you for that dose of um, reality, bringing me back down to earth, getting me back to the basics. So I realized, wow, my, my core content is good for the beginner and for the advanced person who wants to be brought to the basics. That's what they want. So I'm having to go back and learning. My people don't want advanced stuff. If they do, they need to find someone else. I'm gonna continue to give them the core basic fundamental stuff that they need to make their recordings. And that's helped me by engaging and learning from my audiences. And it's allowed me to sell more product. Instead of making weird niche products, I've gone back and made core products on the basics that have continued to sell really, really well. Okay. 
Now, now that you're engaging, we've done through four steps. Step five is to focus on email list building with a goal of 500 people on your list before you develop a product. Still haven't developed a product. If you are just creating content on Instagram, YouTube, especially YouTubers are are notoriously bad about this, Um, bloggers, podcasters, your goal is not to get a ton of views on YouTube. Your goal as a podcaster is not to get a ton of downloads on a podcast. Your goal on a blogger is not to get a ton of comments. You know what your goal is on all of these platforms? Your goal on Instagram is not to get a ton of followers and likes. You know what your goal is on every platform? To get email subscribers. To get email subscribers. Why? Why, Graham? Well, we're not going to talk about why why email marketing is not dead because we've talked about that before. Maybe we'll do another episode on that. But A, email marketing is not dead. It is the number one way to reach your target market, period. Period. So if you want to reach them and sell to them directly, you need their email address. If you are not building your list, you are leaving money on the table. You are making it harder for yourself to grow your business. I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. So the goal of your content for you beyond building an audience and engaging and refining is to initially get them onto your email list. That way, when you have a product, you can sell to them. Otherwise, you're just going to have to put your product on your website or mention it on YouTube and hope that you sell. Does not work that well. You might sell some, but you will sell a lot more through email marketing. Trust me. So, I want you to focus on email list building. Go back and crush any of my content where I talk about lead magnets. Watch the Passive Income Workshop, grahamcochran.com slash workshop. We talk about some ways to build lead magnets that convert, which is when you're giving even more value to somebody at the end of your content for them in exchange for their email address to get them on your list. Now, now we get into product development, and I'm going to breeze through these real quick. These are so straightforward but helpful. Looking back on all your content based on your most popular pieces of content, videos, articles, podcasts, and you can tell by downloads or views or comments, um, look at your analytics, just see what is obviously like your most popular, biggest numbers, and then just the most feedback you're getting, people emailing you, man, that one video just really resonated with me. If you're getting a ton of emails back from one piece, you probably know that you struck a chord. Based on your most popular content, brainstorm three possible product ideas. They don't have to have names. You don't have to know if it's a course or membership, but just a benefit-driven product idea. Uh, And then pull your audience to see which of those would be most helpful. So if, for example, you go back to the plant-based recipe blogger person, Based off your most popular content, maybe there is, you know, you realize that um, there's a whole, there's a whole bunch of content you've done on like building muscle and weight training and athletes who are plant-based on like myths and not understanding that. And so one of your product ideas might be if you found this was a popular piece of content, like how to bulk up and do weight training on a plant-based diet, like your plant-based diet, you know, super athlete plan or something like that. That could be one possible product idea. One could be like recipe focused. If you realize there's like a series of articles you did on like super easy recipes for busy families that are plant-based because plant-based recipes are really complicated, by the way. It's so much easier to be a meat eater. You just put the meat on something hot, cook the meat, eat the meat. This is like the easiest thing to do. 
if you're doing plant-based, it's like so much more work, right? So a lot of the pushback against plant-based is like, oh, I just don't have the effort, I don't have the energy and the time. So maybe you feel that your content that's really resonating with people is the super fast recipe idea. So then you could have like an entire product idea that's on like, um, you know, 30-day, you know, meal rotation guide that's like done for you, like easy for busy families or something like that. Just brainstorm, brainstorm what you think the three best product ideas would be. And they have to be benefit driven, like a product that this, this product will help you do X, right? Email your list, pull your audience. I'm thinking about creating some premium content on one of these three topics. Which one would be most helpful to you? So your content has told you ballpark three types of areas you could dive into for some paid material. Now you're taking those brainstormed ideas and you're putting them to the people and you're saying, which of these are you most interested in learning about? You're going to probably hear all of it. People probably want all of it eventually, and you probably will build all of it eventually. But what do most people want the most of right now? Right? Once you see the one that just pulls the highest, pick that one and then begin to outline your product. If you don't outline your products first, I don't know what you're doing. It'd be like trying to write a book by just saying, all right, page one. Which is kind of how I feel like the last Star Wars trilogy was written. No outline, just let's just start with this and see where it goes. Anyway, I digress. That makes no sense. A good book, a good story has a beginning, a middle, and an end, and the author needs to know where it's going to go and what twists and turns it's going to take. Now, some of the details aren't fully developed, but they know I'm going to start here. This is going to be the key character. And here's the arc. Here's going to be the biggest challenge. Here's going to be some of the ups and downs. And we're going to end here. We're going to end here because this will be a strong ending. And so they outline those things. If I'm going to write um, a business book, teaching how to do a certain number of things, I'm going to outline what I want to cover. So I know that I'm covering everything in a way that's orderly and makes sense and in a way that's digestible. And so I want to at least say, okay, I'm going to cover this, this, this. Oh, this should probably come before this. I should make sure I cover this in depth before I talk about it here. An outline is critical. So you're taking the winning idea, you're outlining it. And I'll give you a little bonus tip, by the way. Give your, your outline chapters, treat it like a book with chapters. These could be video modules or whatever. Give them really incredible names. Like make up names that just are so juicy, like that you don't even think you can deliver them. They're like that good, right? Start with a really killer name because that will fire you up and it makes for good copy and it forces you to develop a better product. So it's not boring. You just make really, really good outline. Then as you're outlining your product, you still don't build it. You pull your audience again about the topic. You're like, hey, I'm building some premium content on X. Maybe it's the weight training as a plant-based diet. Um, it's going to cover, we're going to cover boom, boom, boom. It's going to be awesome. So you're telling these people something's coming and it's going to cover these cool things. But I want to know what is your number one challenge or pain point right now related to X related to weight training and being on plant-based diet. What is your number one challenge or pain point surrounding that? And, or what's your number one desired result? You don't say it like that, but like what, like what's the dream for you when it comes to weightlifting, bulking up on a plant-based diet? Like what, what would be what would be the number one thing you would want out of it? Is it you want to build a certain amount of muscle? Is it you want to be able to achieve something in the gym? Is it you want to be like what is it? And so you're 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 telling your people what you're going to be giving them loosely, and then you're trying to ask them of all the stuff we could cover here. What's the number one pain point and the number one dream or desired result? That's going to help you refine the outline even more, and make sure that your outline is like matching up with what they're saying. 
Because again, you made the outline in the dark based off of a topic you know they want, but the outline was in the dark. This is going to make sure that you cover that or position your content in such a way that it's going to address their biggest challenge and get them to their most desired result. And then you want to do a, a classic Jeff Walker move if you follow the launch, a product launch formula. He's got a great book, by the way, called Launch, Jeff Walker. Um, refine the outline one more time. Pull your, your audience and say, one last time, say, hey, I've got something really, really cool coming. It's almost done, but it's going to cover X, Y, and Z. If there's one thing, I just want to make sure it's super good. I want to make sure it's what you want. If there's one thing that this product or this content should cover, must cover for you to satisfy you, what would it be? Re reply back to this email. What's one thing is this? If I'm going to do a whole training on X, what's one thing for sure I must cover? Now, what this is going to do is going to see what's top of mind for these people when you're throwing them a bone of like, hey, we're going to cover easy recipes for a family of a busy family on plant on a plant-based diet. What's the one thing I for sure got to cover? They might all say things that you're already covering, then that's good. That's validating your idea. And if it, if it is, but you thought that was a sub thing that's not that important, but you do cover it, it might make you want to cover it in more depth or mention it more in the sales copy because you know it's hot on their minds. Or this gives you an opportunity to learn if there's something you've missed. If they haven't, if you've been building something cool, but you realize, dude, everybody wants to know about like protein bars. Like, are there, are there, what's the best protein bar I should be eating on the run? If like everyone mentions that and you don't cover it that, like it doesn't have to be the focus of your course, but you can make a little mini module on that. It's just one final catch-all opportunity, to, again, to co-create with your audience to make sure it's specifically covering what they specifically want. Makes sense? Does that sound like a lot? If it does, it's because it is. Because guess what? This is work. You don't, you don't just slap some videos together, call it a course, throw it up on the internet, run some ads to it, and call it a business. Some people are doing that. Those products suck. They might sell, but when people buy them, they realize this is crap. This was not only thrown together and overpriced, but it seems like you just don't even know me or care. And I don't know how I got here. Maybe you just had a really good sales copy, whatever, but it's not good. That, that's not how you build a perennial best seller, okay? What you want is to build something that endures. You, more than good sales copy and getting the conversions and all that stuff, you want a product that you know is awesome that you know helps people, that you know is good. Because then you can sell genuinely with confidence because you know this is truly the best thing for most people in your topic or your niche. And if you build a winner, if you take the time to build a winner, look, and it doesn't have to take forever. If you know your niche so well, if you are your target market, which helps you know your target market better, if you know it inside and out, this process can go a lot faster than it took me to explain it, you know? But the point is, if you do it right, you build something that will sell and sell and will get great testimonials, which will help you sell and sell. And you won't have to update a ton and you can just keep rocking that thing forever because it's just a perennial bestseller for you. It's a cash cow for you. 
that's what you want as opposed to building something it sells a little bit because it's new and maybe your copy was good, but then it's not that great. And then you gotta, you gotta make something new. And you're the kind of person that's always having to pump out new products. Look, I don't have that many products. In 10 years for the recording revolution, maybe I've made eight products. Certainly less than 10. Not all of them were hits. So I took some of them off the market. But dude, my best sellers have just sold year in and year out. They continue to sell. Why? Because they're good. And the ones that aren't good, I take off. Because you know what? I just struck and I missed. You don't, you don't always knock it out of the park. But by doing this, by not selling before you have an audience, but by focusing on audience building first and having the patience to not build a product yet, even though you know that until you build a product, you won't be able to monetize, if you have the patience to cultivate an audience, this is why so many YouTubers, they have so much of it. Like they have built an audience. That's all they've done is built an audience. And they're trying to make money off of running ads on their um, their videos or product placement or endorsement deals or whatever. But if they're not able to make enough, but they're good at building a loyal audience, they've got the most important thing down. All they need to do is realize that there's more money to be made in products, in your own products. Not even merch, although you can make a, a lot of money selling merch, but like digital products that cost you nothing to make. That's, they've got the leg up because they know their audience inside and out. A lot of us on the information product side, we view YouTube or podcasting or blogging as a means to an end. And I understand that because you just want to sell stuff. That can be your demise if you just are like, look, I don't really care about blogging. I don't really care what people think. I don't care about comments. What I care about is selling a product on autopilot. And if I've helped perpetuate that kind of lazy thinking or selfish thinking, then I'm sorry. That is not ever what I've said or perpetuated. It is a reality that you can make passive income, 100% real, living, breathing, breathing proof of it. Now in two businesses and two different niches, especially one that's super saturated that I'm super late to the party in, in this business in particular, very, very doable. But man, you have to really care about your audience. Your audience can tell. They can tell. Again, before sales copy, before webinar strategies, before email marketing, if you can build a loyal following of people that genuinely know that you genuinely care about them, you have a way better chance of selling more product. And it's not as hard to sell because these people know you're genuine and they've benefited from your free stuff for months or years even. There's so much value to building that audience first. And then when you build out a product, do it with them, do it with them in mind, constantly refine it with their feedback so that you have a product that they've basically told you that they wanna buy. Not everyone's gonna buy it. That's the nature of how this works but you at least know you've built something that's virtually guaranteed to sell because it's what people have been asking for and you've been doing it in discussion, in dialogue with your people. So my question for you is, where are you in this process? And if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment below. Are you in the product building phase? Like you already have your audience and you know what they want and you just haven't built a product yet? Or are you really at the beginning like Stephanie was at the beginning of this episode where she really needs to focus on content, 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 and figuring out who her audience is before she even thinks about building another product? Where are you in that process? Leave a comment, let me know. And if you want my step-by-step -step method for doing this, 
and see how it works with content and email marketing and automating all of that and what tools I'm using and how many emails to send and what emails to send and all that stuff, please watch my workshop. I've put it together for this express purpose. We go way in depth on this four-step model and I teach you how to build your first thousand dollars a month of passive income. And you better believe content and engaging with your audience is a huge part of it. But you can watch it for free. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop, grahamcochran.com slash workshop, and enjoy. As always, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Appreciate your time. Appreciate you listening to me ramble about this stuff. I hope it's sinking in a little bit. I hope it's pressing on your brain a little bit and getting you to think differently about your online business. I want you to win. I want you to help a ton of people and hit the income goals that you have for yourself. But there's a way this works. Hence why we got to talk about this every single week. I'll see you on another episode real soon.